Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rod by Boyd Podcast. Well, dude, yeah. um, we're ready if you want to start recording this. Uh, I'm ready. You're all ready? Yeah. I've been ready since 8 o'clock. <laughs> all right. Well, go ahead. Intro, Steve. All right, welcome to the newest and latest uh, episode of the Hot Rods by Boyd podcast. Tonight, we are going back down memory lane uh, as far as American Hot Rod TV show is concerned. And we got a very special guest tonight, huh, Chris? Dwayne Meyer. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. And you know what? I don't know I how got... special I am, but I'm good. No, you're very special. And you know why you're special? Because this is actually... <laughs> You know, this whole podcast is only about 30 days in the making, maybe a little over. And uh, you're our first call-in guest. Oh, really? Yeah, well, no. good. I hope it works out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, too. And it's, you know what? Um, I hope everything works out. Well, so as so for, for those of you that do not know, Dwayne um, has worked for my dad multiple times, right? And the last stint uh, was in the 2000s when you were on the American Hot Rod Show. Um, and after right. my dad passed away, you had your own shop, American Hot Rods, and you have now moved back to your home state of Wisconsin. Right, right. And right That's now, where I'm at now, it's nice cold weather. Yeah, right now, um, the date is uh, January 31st, 2019. Yeah. And it's like, we're over here in California watching the, uh, the news, and you guys are freezing your butts off over there. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cold. I mean, they make more of a deal out of it than it really it is. Uh, the people here are just used to it. They don't seem to carry, you know, just carry on like usual, you know? I mean, is there a difference between 20 degrees and then negative 20 degrees? No, not really. I mean, yeah. I mean, there is. I mean, right 40 on the degrees. thermometer. but 40, I mean... de- 40 degrees, but, <laughs> but no, you don't really notice it. You don't really notice that you go outside and they, what they say is to stay out of the, they don't want any exposed skin when it gets to like 40 degrees below zero, yeah, 50 degrees below zero. But most of the time, that's just a wind chill factor. It's, it's really not that cold. It just feels like that cold because of the wind. So, but I don't, I don't are, so it. are you missing California right now, buddy? Are you missing it? <laughs> you know, I've been miss I've been missing it since I left, but. Well, I mean, you yeah, spent another, you spent a good another story. you spent a good portion of your life in California, right? right? I went I mean, out there when I was uh, twenty five years old, and now I'm going to be sixty. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So originally, I mean, you basically started. I mean, let, let's talk about that because I mean, you're one of the guys that I got pictures of. Of you know, you sent you got me pictures of the old shop back on Orange Avenue. Yeah. And didn't you you, right. you bought one of my dad's old trucks? Well, here's the, here's how it went down. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but your dad built a 32 Roadster for the Tropicana Hotel in Las Vegas. No, absolutely, I and remember that. This was that. about 1980, 82 maybe. Yeah, 81 or 82. And, and I forget what the name of that Something show like that. was called. It, they they had it on the golf course there. Right, it was exactly. It was on the Tropicana Hotel Golf Course. Exactly, and, and, and remember, and, we have pictures I, of the. You have you you have pictures you've you've given me of the Vern Luce Coupe. On right, it was there. Course. It was there, and this yellow roadster that your dad built for the for the casino over there, was was on the golf course too, and they were going to give it away. 
Yeah. So, and and I knew of your dad years before that, but uh, probably since he started in 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 Hot Rods by Boyd. But I I got the idea that I'm going to jump on my motorcycle and run over to Las Vegas and go to this car show. And how old were you? So in your early twenties then. I was I was like yeah early twenties. But that's uh, crazy, man. Back it. in the day when I was a loved kid, to ride my bike. I remember the Tropicana was the end of the Vegas Strip. It's yeah. like it's not even there anymore. So people are like, "No, the Tropicana's there." No, is it? Oh yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. You're it, right. Absolutely, it, yeah. It, yeah. But, Tropicana's there, but you now you still across the street. You have the Luxor, Excalibur, Mandalay Bay. But that right. wasn't there. It's when all you... changed. It's all changed now. They, yeah, but the Tropicana they they've redone the it. It's strip. it's still there. So so that's back in. Well, anyways, that's that's where I met your dad. Okay. And you, you just... That's where I met him. So you just took your motorcycle... Did you drive your motorcycle? You rode your motorcycle all the way out there? Yeah, from Wisconsin to Las Vegas. <laughs> and, right uh, on. Right on. With and, flip-flops with flip flops and shorts. You can ask your brother, Greg. That's how I always used to roll around on my bike, with flip-flops no, and shorts. No, no, no. Hey, trust me. When you lived over there around the corner from our house, when you had... <laughs> I, I thought it was a CBX, but it was a Kawasaki, wasn't it? Kawasaki. Yeah, Kawasaki. Yeah. You used to wear flip-flops and shorts and take that thing. I used to see you going up and down Holder Avenue there. Okay, yeah, but back back, yeah. back to the back to the show. So that's when okay. you met my dad. So at that point. That's when I met your dad. So I started talking to him and, and I always loved his work. But anyways, I got back here and I was reading a magazine at one time. And it, had a, it was a trucking magazine. It had your dad on the cover uh, with, a, with a blazer, a blown blazer. Uh, and and I called him about it, and I said I'd love to have that boy, you know, if it's for sale. And he goes, Well, that one belongs to Jamie Musselman, but uh, if you want one like that, I could build you one. I'm thinking, Oh fuck, I'll never be able to afford a, a Boyd truck. But he gave me the price, and it wasn't that bad. I said, You know, I think I can do this. So uh, I hired your dad to build me a, a short bed half ton pickup truck, square body. And uh, he called Whitey. I don't know if you remember Whitey. Whitey was the painter. Yep. Uh, Squeak, Squeak's dad. Yep. I remember him. And and Whitey just happened to have one. So he called your dad. Called me back and says, "I found the truck. And what do you want to do to it?" So he started go- talking over stuff and the knock with a, with a. We weren't even talking about wheels at that time. We were talking about paint and upholstery and and how I wanted the truck to sit and everything else. And your uh, dad built it for me. I think I waited three months or something like that for the thing to get done. And I flew from Wisconsin to California, picked it up and drove it back here. And so that, and but, then that uh, was about what? 80, 80, that was like 84. That was 83, 83. probably 83. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then so it's... when I was there, when I was there, your dad hooked me up with, uh, I wanted to get a car cover. So he says, yeah, you need to go to California car. No, it wasn't even California car cover at that time. It was, um, God, what was it? The same dude owned it, but it wasn't California Car Cover at that time. Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills Motoring Accessories. Your dad said, well, just drive over there. I'll, I'll call him and tell him you're coming. So I went and got a car cover. And then Trucking Magazine Trucking Magazine was, was right down there on uh, La Palma Street at that time. And your dad set up a photo shoot with the truck uh, before I left back to wisconsin but i mean it was a trip to remember man and i and as a 20 some year old kid i was just the time of my life i was in heaven you know yeah what color was that truck that was boyd red nice 
It was Boyd Red. I, he he said I'm gonna I want it. I said I want it Boyd Red, and I and I want uh, louvered hood, and I want no door handles, and I want. And it was supposed to have Western wheels on it. He quoted me the price with these Western truck wheels that everybody was using at the time. Yeah. And then uh, when he got it done, he goes, yeah, it, it looks really bitching, except he says, you know, I think we should do something with the wheels. I go, well, what do you mean? He says, well, I think all it needs is a set of Boyd wheels on it. I go, well, well, I can't afford those. They were $3,250. For, for a set of Boyd wheels. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Which what? is which is which probably was half of the price. Which which was half the price of what I was paying for the truck, I think. That's and, funny. Uh, yeah, because I mean and, that's and, back, and, and you're talking in the '80s, and I mean, and yeah. even thirty-two hundred dollars right now—that's like an average price around right now. Right. You know? Right. But anyways, thirty-two fifty, and I said, "Boy, I can't afford that." He goes, "No, don't worry about it." He says, "Do it. Just go ahead and do it, and I'll give you a deal on them. I'll give you a deal." I said, all right, well, let's do it then. So he put these concourse wheels, knockoff concourse wheels on it, and it looked bitching. And then when I when I got there, I said, okay, well, what do I owe you for the wheels? He says, you owe me $3,250. I'm like, boy, you said you are going to give me a deal. He goes, that is a deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is a deal. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> So yeah, he gave me a deal. You got, you got the deal, right? Else, but it, but that was a deal. <laughs> but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it, and I don't have any regrets. No, and so then I mean, you went back. Regrets. You took that truck back to Wisconsin. Yeah, I took it back to Wisconsin, and and you know there were some things that I wasn't familiar with about it, so I kept calling your dad and asking him about it, the, the knockoff wheels and getting them off of the truck and just a bunch of shit like that. But anyways. Finally, your dad said, you know, why don't you just get the hell out of Wisconsin and come out to California? And I said, yeah, what am I going to do? He says, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? I said, so he started looking for a job for me. At this time, he was looking at machinery, sales, and he was looking at all kinds of stuff. And finally, one day he says, you know what? Just come on out here. I'll give you a job. He said, you ever cut glass before? Uh, and I said, yeah, sure, I've cut glass. <laughs> yeah, cut Yeah, because, hey. You were windows. working. What were you in the union or something back in Wisconsin, right? Yeah, yeah, I was in the in the machinist union, machinist union. But anyways, uh, yeah, I said I've cut glass. So anyways, I get out there. I was there in a week. He told me to come out there and he'd give me a job. I dumped everything I had, which wasn't much at the time because I was laid off and I was picketing in the fucking winter, in the middle of the winter, <laughs> picketing. Out there picketing with a picket sign, yeah. and I was like, hating yeah, life. Yeah, that's an easy. That's life. an easy choice, you know. Yeah, either that, either sit there in the middle of winter picketing out on a picket line, or drive to California and go work and work for Boyd. That's funny. I'm like, I'm out of here. So I left my house, my cars, my dog, everything I left behind. I just took off. <laughs> I gave everything to a, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine, and he, he said, I'll take care of everything. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and, so and, they, and, they all, and, and they all thought, he'll, he'll be back in a month. Yeah, right? Exactly. Well, this crazy guy's going to something. California build, build hot rods. Come on. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, so he'll what, be back this, and this has got to be, what, 87? 85. 85. 85. Okay. Yep, 85. Yep. Your dad just, your dad just, just opened up the Monroe street shop because when I picked up the truck, he was still working out of the, the house where your mom lives. Yes. He was still there. 
Yeah, an orange so, avenue. So, yeah, was, this would have been yeah, the was, 85 going into 86. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. it was like 86 that he moved in there, right right, right around that time. Yep. So I sold that truck. I sold that truck that I got from him, and I bought a brand-new truck because I didn't think it was made any sense to take a California truck back to California. I might as well just sell it here for more money than I could that I could get out there because they seem to be pretty common out there. Yeah. So I sold that truck, bought a brand new S10. They just came out with these Chevy S10s. Yeah, I, I think I, said, oh, I think cool I think truck. I think you took a picture of yourself next to the S10, the white one. Yeah, it was white. Then it, then it was then it was uh, white and black. Steve Stanford. I don't know if you know Steve Stanford. Absolutely, a, we we had him oh, on the show. Him and Mark Oya were on were on the show. Um, yeah. I don't know. They were on the show last month. Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks well, ago. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, Steve. Was... Well, Steve did a renderings, some renderings for your dad, and one of them just happened to be an S10 truck. And I and I seen him, and I go, "Boy, that's bitching truck." I says, "Are you going to build that?" And he goes, nah, "I don't think so." And I had and I had an S10. It was brand new, and I'm like, well, "Would you mind if I do?" And he goes, "Yeah, go ahead." So I built that truck and, and painted it out there in the, in the body shop behind the behind the uh, on the Monroe Street body shop in the back there. Painted it, painted the stripes on it and everything. It was painted like a '57 Chevy. I, I still got the rendering. I could send you a picture of that rendering. No, that'd be great because you know what, Steve was on the show and he said he had only done one rendering for my dad and it was an Astro van. No, well that was probably about the same time. That yeah, was probably it was like a red, it was time, a red did... Astro van. You know, that never got built. Yeah. Well, see, that's something Steve don't remember. It's a long time ago, buddy. but he did some trucks. He did some trucks, and I and I have the rendering right here to prove it. You know. Anyways, I I painted it like that, and then I I wrecked it. Right over there by your house on on Orange Avenue, there was a school. Yeah, or I went there to Hol- Holder. Wait, which one? There was a bunch. Right on, right on Orange Avenue. I think it was. I don't know. It was Asian. Asian school or what? But right on Orange Avenue. Just no, it was either Orangeview, Orangeview Junior High, or it was Holder. Yeah. I think it was before. It was before. Um, what was that street there? Not before. Not. Oh uh, yeah. From coming from your house before not. Western High School. On the, on the left hand side. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, I wrecked it right in front of that high school. I was coming back from lunch one day and. Wasn't paying attention and rammed into the back of some Asian oh, lady. Jeez. So, so then took it back to the shop, and and you know, out of these podcast things, nobody brings up the name Lars, and Lars was a big part of that deal. You know. Well, we're getting there. Lars, we're, hey, hey, Dwayne, that's yeah. why that's why we're doing this, man. I mean, I'm trying to get as yeah. many people as I can on here. No, and I, I'd love to have all the Swedish guys on at one time. You know? Oh God, Lars! Lars, I don't know how Lars is t- these days. I talk to him once in a while, but Lars could talk. Man, he was a talker. Yeah, no, you I know? mean, I mean, in, dude, in the, his... the, the the thing is that a lot of people, you know, a lot of people nowadays don't know, but but back then the crew, if my dad had eight guys, I think five of them were yep. Swedish guys. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Anyways, um, when I got there, when I got there to work for your dad, he goes, well, where are you going to live? I go, I don't know. I got to find a place. And he goes, well, go down here to, to Holder and Lincoln. There's an apartment complex there. It's called Pepper Tree. Just go in there and oh, tell yeah, that the boy. Pepper Tree. 
Yeah. Yep. Go in there and tell them that Boyd Boyd sent you. So I did. I walked in there. I go, yeah, uh, uh, Boyd sent me down here. I'm looking for an apartment. And she goes, oh, are you one of the foreign exchange students? <laughs> foreign. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, no, I'm not a foreign exchange student. She goes, well, he's got all these Swedish guys that, that live here. They're all foreign exchange students. I go, no, no, I'm not a foreign exchange student. But there was Fido and there was Andy and, and Lars. They all lived in that preparatory apartments at one time. Yeah. Craig and, Knapp. Craig Knapp lived in there. Oh, Everybody that came to your dad, your dad, your dad should have got a cut from that deal because he sent more <laughs> more people there than, than anybody. Hey, Dwayne. You know? Dwayne. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he did. it wouldn't surprise me hey do you think he was sending you guys there for a reason come on because they had a good pool they had air conditioning and a nice pool come on (laughs) it wouldn't surprise me but anyway she thought i was a foreign exchange student and i said no i'm just i'm just from wisconsin i'm kind of like a foreign exchange (laughs) coming to california from wisconsin (laughs) from beloit you know yeah yeah Beloit. Anyways, so, yeah. So, so that's then, then uh, that's what I did when I got there. I went and lived over there at the Holder, and I stayed there for probably a couple of years, I think. So and then moved on. Yeah, and then I mean, you you were there at the shop. Um, so from the time we were at Monroe, um, eighty five, eighty eighty five, and then so you worked probably about the middle of eighty five. I think it was. And so then coming into what late eighty seven is when the new uh, sport trucks came out, right? Is when uh, well, 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 yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. The new body style, the new body style for Chevy came out. And yep, eighty eight to ninety eight. It seems like you were kind of in charge of that deal a little bit, right? I mean, you kind of were right, right. Well, well, what happened was when I first got there, I, your dad says, "Well, what do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, what do you need me to do? I'll do whatever you need me to do." And he had me doing all kinds of oddball things. We were, we were doing trucks and we were doing uh, cutting all the glass. And and actually, when I got there, you know, I says, you know, I've cut glass, Boyd, but I'm, I, you know, I don't, I don't call myself an expert. He says, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to send you to glass cutting school. <laughs> was was there, said, su- there was okay. such a thing back then? No, there was no such a thing. <laughs> but it was a guy that he knew that had a glass shop. And he paid the guy, I don't know what he paid him, but he paid the guy to take me in there and show me how to and show me what to do. Oh, and wow. I spent a week over there. It was, in, it was right over there where you guys were at, in Orange. It was by the Orange Circle. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. it was by the orange circle, and some guy had a glass cutting shop, and he took me in and he showed me everything he knew about cutting glass, laminated glass. That that is, nice. and uh, I went back to your dad's shop and and built a table and got all the wet sanding belts and all the shit that I needed, and just started cutting glass. I cut every car that he had in there. Well, um, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that part that you were yeah. a glass cutting expert. Yeah, that's that's what he hired me for because he had a guy before me. He said the guy, he said the guy was screwed up and he 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 get pissed off and he threw a he, one day he threw a hammer through the windshield that that cracked on him. Yeah. So he got mad at it and threw a hammer through it. And he that at that point your dad said this guy's a loose cannon. I got to get rid of him. So he <laughs> fired him, and that that's when he called me and says you ever cut glass. So it sounds it sounds like when you when you originally got hired then. It was kind of like you—you you got hired to cut glass. You know, you got taught how to yep. cut glass, but then you kind of evolved because yep. you kind of seemed like you kind of—you can well, kind of do a little was, bit of everything, right? Right. I was—I was into—I was already into 
building cars and I had custom cars of my own and stuff that nothing to the to the to the, the what your dad was doing but you know for back here in wisconsin it was nice stuff but anyways uh not the level that your dad was at but anyways uh yeah the muscle car thing started taking off right about the same time the truck thing took off well uh your dad knew i loved trucks and and we were doing probably three or four different trucks at the time but when that new body style came out in 1988 um actually you remember the 80s the 87 truck your dad had that was on the cover of the magazine oh um, yeah yeah we got pictures of that in the back of the shop there yeah so so uh your dad just bought that thing brand new 87 was that the one with took the it over with, to fat with the with the where the rear window rolled down yep Yep. Yep. That that was the first roll up roll down window from from the the company that made them, and I installed it in there for your dad. In that I, remember, truck. I remember him. But Fat uh, Jack. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, anyways, Fat Jack, your dad bought the truck brand new from, I think it was, uh, God, who was that name of that guy that uh, Chevy dealer over there? And anyways, he bought this from brand new from a Chevy dealer. Took it straight to Fat Jack. Fat Jack slammed it down on the ground. And then it came back to us, uh, Dennis Sheeney and Dallas and myself uh, finished that truck for your dad. That was a cool truck. Really cool truck. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then right after that, the 88 uh, body style, everything changed. And then we started doing them things for the GMC Truck Center for Lynn Pugh. Yep. And, uh, and a lot of other different companies. But, yeah, he, he had me busy. I was doing probably, I don't know, I was lowering probably three trucks a week over there yeah no i mean that was trucks that was that was a big time and i remember there um so we're building up so so we're talking about 87 moving into Mm -hmm. 88 and and didn't weren't you uh so at that point didn't we have to build a bunch of trucks for for the sema shell Right, for the L.A. Truck Center, yeah. which was in Santa Fe Springs at the time. I think it was. No, it was in L.A. at the time. It well, was, no. It started out, it was in L.A., okay. and then they moved the to Santa, Santa Fe, Fe Springs. Santa Fe Springs, which is close to where I live now. It's actually close to La Mirada. Yep. It's right there off the 5 in Valley View, which is now, I don't I know think, what if it's, yeah, it's. I don't know if it's still there now. No, but, you know what it is now? It's a, uh, oh, geez, I can't even think of the name. It's one of the, the bigger truck companies now. Big rig stuff. Is it? Oh, yeah. like like Peterbilt or something like that. Yeah, it's not Peterbilt. Like Thompson? No, it's having a, I'm having a brain fart, but it's yeah. it's one of those places. Now it's still some kind of dealership, but. Well, anyways, yeah, these guys were bringing us truck after truck, and then it started out your dad, your Lynn Pugh, the owner of LA Truck Center, he wanted a custom truck, so uh, your dad did a full on custom for him they did it chop the top i think it was craig naff uh chopped the top on it yeah uh it was pink it was pink with a. it doesn't sound very yeah good, you know was, what that, like no hot, that wasn't for pink. lynn that was for a that was for a customer of lynn's that was um i forget what that, that that truck just popped up not too long ago well we always thought it was for lynn Pugh because that's who we we're told that we yeah, were building. Yeah, well, Limpy was the manager of that of that location. So, right, right. But anyways, we did that truck, and that was a full on custom deal, and that thing got a lot of attention. And then pretty soon, everybody wanted one of them trucks, and you, Lynn decided, let's sell them on the lot. You know, 
Yeah. And and you got to remember, like back then, that was before Bell Tech even made any parts for them trucks. You know, oh, you couldn't so even you buy guys, buy parts for them yet. You guys were doing all the prototype parts for those things, right? Well, we we made our own parts. Yeah, it was it was uh, Larry Sergioff because there was a guy named Jeff Perkins that built chassis I remember for your Jeff. dad. Jeff had a lot of stories. Jeff Perkins. Yep, Jeff built chassis for your dad. Well, anyways, your dad found out he was stealing and selling his ideas on the on the side, so he fired him. And then Larry, who just came from Sweden, Larry took over for Jeff. He took over. He was actually an apprentice with Jeff. Jeff was training him, and your dad said, well, time to step up. Let's see what you <laughs> right? got. So fired fired Jeff and put Larry in his place, and the rest was history. Yeah, and, and, and Larry uh, was he Larry's a good chassis guy. No, no, Larry for was. sure. Look what he's gone to do, you know? Yeah. Um Yeah, no, that's and that sport truck thing, and you know what now here we are, you know, thirty years later, thirty one years later, and that thing's it's now it's coming back around. Right. It's coming right. It's, well, I just sold that square body truck that I had. I know, I uh, saw because that because the prices huh? No, I saw it on, on at Barrett. Oh, I thought you said you. I thought you said you bought it. I'm no, like, well, yeah, no, I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I sold that square body because I've seen the prices are up higher than they've ever been, and I'm thinking, why do I hang on to this thing? I need to get rid of it now while the prices are up. You know, so I took it over to Barrett Jackson and took a chance. And uh, I don't know if I got everything that I had in it, but I did good. I think yeah, I no, right. I mean it, it was a clean truck. You know, I mean, yep. they're still coming into their own right now. I mean, you got to look at the C10s. C10s are kind of crazy right now. Um, right. You know, right. They've, they've been hot for a while. And, you know, the square bodies are, are, are doing pretty good. And then the CKs are going to come yep. around. And um, no, I, it's cool. It's something, you know, and the thing is, it's, it's like, it's one of those things that they come around because that's something that, in 92, I mean, I, you know, I, I went the other way. Instead of getting a sport truck, I went and got a, you know, a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Corvette or something. No, well, I got a Corvette, Corvette but I had Mitsubishi Eclipse when I graduated high school, and I went that route, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, you, you know, now, that you know, at the age I'm at, I'm like, no, those those little, those trucks are cool, you know. It's, yeah. It, yeah. it's a little piece of history because that's the shit that you wanted when – you know, when I was 16, 17, I was like, dude, if, if I could have had a little well, it, a little standard cab, I, short, I, short bed, Chevy truck lowered and stuff. But, but, you know, I mean, it was a little out of my range at that point in my life. But You know what? I was kind of in the same position you were when I was that age because when your dad, you know, the first time I seen one of them lowered trucks, it was a silver one that your dad had. And I don't know where he got it, but they called it the silver bullet. It had like three different colored stripes on it. It had uh I think it had American wheels or Western wheels on it or something. And there's a picture of it in your in in your dad's garage over there where where you ran the wheel shop for a while, um, with him standing at it at the gas pump with a Vern Luce coupe right behind. Oh it. yeah, no, that for sure. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And 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 my and my buddies here in Wisconsin, they bought that truck from your dad, and that's what started the whole thing. I seen that truck and I went, oh, that's a cool truck. And I was into Corvettes and. Trans Ams and Camaros and stuff like that. Did it have a louvered hood? Yeah, had the louvered hood, the louvered tailgate panel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, and that was a that was a cool truck. That was some cool shit back in the day. I mean, you're talking about late '70s, early '80s. 
with that stuff. Yep. I mean, yep. You know, that's the thing is I think trucks have been popular because when you're a hot rod guy, you always have a truck. You want to know also, why hey, I think hey, that no, is? Hey, Dwayne, we, we got to interrupt. Sorry right to now. interrupt, man. This, this is my time to shine yep. because speaking of shine, the Freighted 8 that just passed by is sponsored to you by Shine Sauce. Yeah. Dwayne, you know where we're located, right next to the train track. So right. we got the freight right. trains that come in in the evening. Yeah. We call uh-huh. them the Freighted 8. Yeah, so every time that... The line, the line at 9. <laughs> every time that happens, we have to acknowledge our sponsor for the show, which yeah, is our own I know. self. I know, I know right where have you tri- Have you tried the Shine so Sauce did... yet there, Dwayne? Have I tried what? The Shine Sauce. Shine Sauce? Yeah, it's the polish we use. I'll send you some. No, I haven't. I haven't tried that. Is wheel polish? Yeah, or any other aluminum or metal polish you want to use. It's shine oh, sauce. Cool, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd like to try some of that. I'll send you some. But right. um, Otherwise, I'd have to ask Junior to send me some of his. Who? Sorry. Never heard of <laughs> no. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, back to the subject anyways, here. Yeah. So basically, back, so here we are. The you trucks. did the, the, the trucks and all that. And, and what, what, what year are we talking about here? We're in 88. 87 going into 88. Yep. 88. I had been there for... Two years already at your dad's. Uh, I'd already been there for two years, and then and then the muscle car thing started taking off. And your dad knew that I liked muscle cars, so he opened up another shop. Do you remember where the first wheel shop was down on? That well, was well yeah, the, when 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 the, the shop. When, when the wheels finally broke off from the hot rod shop, they were over off Electric Avenue. Electric Avenue, right? Electric so Avenue. Your dad was doing. Yes. Yeah. Your dad was doing. Uh, your dad was doing wheels over on Electric Avenue, and Budnick was running the shop. Yes. Um, Alan Budnick, Budnick of, came... of Budnick Wheels. Right. Right. Well, here's how Budnick started there. Uh, Budnick was Jamie Musselman's next door neighbor, kid, next door neighbor kid, and he just graduated from high school, and he was taking a machinist's class. Well, Jamie, you know, talked to your dad and said, hey, I got this kid that lives next door to me. He wants to be a machinist. He's just taking a machinist class. Send him out. Boyd said, send him out. So he went out to California and started working for your dad. First thing, just when he graduated from this machinist class. Yes. And keep in mind, this is just when, you know, CNC machine machining just started. It was in his infancy. Right. right? This exactly. is like. They exactly. were operating off these little tiny Macintosh computers, very, very basic stuff. Right. But it it was just right. it was going from tape to computer at this point. Right. Let me tell you something about Budnick. Budnick came in there, and and at that point, your dad only put his wheels on cars that he built. He wouldn't put his wheels on on anything else, basically because these knockoffs took a lot of special engineering and stuff. They had to pull the axles. Had to drill the axles, had to machine the front rotors for the hubs. There was a lot of work, and, and nobody wanted to do that. So nobody, basically, your dad didn't use the wheels. He didn't sell them to anybody. He kind of just put them on vehicles that he built. Well, Budnick came in there and says, boy, why don't we expand this thing and start selling these wheels that bolt on so that uh, we can sell them to the public and, and through the mail and everything else. Well, but, but, but before they, that, too, though, they were advertised – 
Hot rods by Boyd in, before in, Boyd's yeah. were selling those things. But yes, I I I know what you're saying. They they were. But I don't think. But I don't think he sold a lot of them because people didn't want to do the extra work. You exactly. know, they didn't know how to do the work. Exactly. But after they made a bolt-on wheel, and I remember it because they they were experimenting with caps. They they, they your dad wanted that hex nut looking cap, just like a knockoff. And Budnick came out with a couple of them. One of them was a, we called it the titty cap. It was just a round <laughs> dome, looked like a boob. If you had had a nipple on it, it looked just like a titty. But we called it the titty cap, and there was a bunch of different ones they were experimenting with. But then it went back to the hex nut again. That was a, a, a O-ring seal that held it on. That, that's what they did for years and years and years. Yeah, and then the o, then the built wheels always had the O-ring cap, and then what, later on the cast wheels had the hex cap, but held on by a screw. So you could tell the difference. Right. Only the only only the cast wheels were held on by a screw. Absolutely. Only the cast wheels. Yeah. Yeah. No, the absolutely. billet wheels never had a screw. The billet wheels always had an O ring inside the billet, cap. Billet wheels always had the O ring, and then you would it had yeah. a tool to pry it off. Yeah, and then from there, kind of, you know, yeah, history. There was right? a bunch of different stuff, but but anyways, that's when the bolt-on wheel started, uh, the Boyd wheels, and he started selling them things like hotcakes. Yeah. And then and that's when he moved the wheel shop from Electric Avenue over to Cerritos. Yep. I remember going with your dad when he was looking at that shop over on Cerritos. He says, come on, let's go. We're going to go look at a new shop. And I'm like, why? He goes, ah, I got this wheel thing. It's getting out of control. So I'm going to put it in a bigger, bigger shop. So yep. when I looked at the place, it was just an empty building. But that's when that thing moved from Electric over to Cerritos. And that's, and that's when that electric wheel shop was empty. So your dad said, well, we might as well do muscle cars in there. So he started that. That was the muscle car shop yep. over on Electric Avenue. That, that was the wheel shop. And Lars, Lars ran it, and I worked for Lars. So it was me and Lars only. And, uh, I mean, every once in a while, there, people would stop in and, and with, with other parts. And it was Mike Martin that we did some cars for and, some of them guys, your dad's customers, but mainly it was just me and Lars. And I was lowering trucks down there, and I was doing muscle cars down there. So then, yeah. Electric let, Avenue. So then, yeah, um, that was then, we're talking about 88 at this point? Probably 88, 88, maybe even into 89, I'm thinking. Yeah, and then... Um... So then, what happened? And at that's that when I got. And that's when I got fired. You got fired. So yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. So, <laughs> so that, that's an, that's an interesting story about how you got fired. Well, there's a lot of different stories, but the real story was that um, I was doing these trucks for L.A. Truck Center, and your dad had a friend of his that lived over in Cyprus, and he had a young kid. He had a kid. Uh, nice little kid i mean he was probably 16 or something like that maybe but he was he was in getting into drawing pictures so he would come over there with his dad and hang out and stuff well anyways i figured hey he's a friend of your dad's so you know he was it was all right to be there well he came into that electric avenue shop and he stole a set of keys all the keys were hanging on a keyboard on the wall and because we had like six or seven trucks in there at one time. Yeah, you guys had you had a lot and, going on over there. But it was in the fenced-in yard over there, you know. It was all fenced in. There was a gate. 
and then there was then there was a Mexican dude that was a, a janitor for your dad, and he was living in a trailer behind behind the Electric Avenue shop. Yeah, he lived in a trailer. I don't remember his name now, but he was living in that trailer. Well, anyways, this kid came over there and stole a set of keys off the board, and came in that night and fucking broke cut the cut the chain off the gate and came in there and stole one of the trucks. Well, your dad was fucking livid. He he. He didn't know what to do, but he called me and he says, hey, what happened to that truck? I'm like, I don't know. It was there when I left on Friday night. But but in the meantime, it ended up missing. So he says, well, I don't know what happened to it either. But he says, until I find out, I just need you to just take some time off and stay home. Well, I was pissed because I didn't have anything to do with it. But yeah. I said, fuck this. So I left. I wasn't going to wait for him to call me back. I said, I'm going over to. I went over to Burnt's. Burnt was doing the Ferraris over there on, on Catella. Yeah, Burnt was right down the street, right? Right. So I went down to Burnt's, and I said, hey, Boyd, Boyd just told me to take some time off. Somebody stole one of these trucks, and he thinks it was me or I had something to do with it. Well, anyways, uh, so Burnt says, ah, come to work for me. Come to work for me. I said, all right. So I went and got my toolbox and went straight over to Burnt's and started working there. And how long? How well, long did you hang, hang out with good old Burnt? I'll bet you. I'll bet you. It was probably. It was probably six months with Burnt, and we were, all we were basically doing was Ferraris, all the new Ferraris that that your dad originally had that contract. But you know what? Uh, yeah, because Ferrari had a location in Cyprus at that point. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That was exactly. Well, so but yep. but hold on. Let's so, go back. Let's go back to the the deal too, because wasn't there something with Lars? Didn't something happen with Lars at that point? Yep, exactly. Well, here's the deal. Your dad didn't know who stole that truck, so he just told me to take some time off. Well, I, I didn't want anything to do with that, so I quit and went to went to Burns. Well, your dad uh, – so then your Lars, Lars and me worked together, so Lars goes – he went to your dad and said, boy, listen, Dwayne had nothing to do with that. And I know for a fact that Dwayne didn't have anything to do with that truck missing. And he says, if you're going to fire him for that, then he says, I'm, I quit too. So Lars quit because I got fired. Yeah. And, and it was, and it was all bullshit because like a year later they yeah. found that truck. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. Cause did, they found that truck up in the mountains or something, right? Or no. Yeah. Up in, up in Victorville, Victorville. and that kid was driving it. That kid was driving it and it was painted flat black. It was painted spray can black. It was a white truck that they painted, painted. It had a dealer plate on it, and it was painted plate. with a spray can. <laughs> yeah. So the guy drove it for a year up in Victorville with a dealer plate on it, and just painted it, uh, painted it flat black with the spray cans. Yeah. Jeez. What a mess. So then, so then, so then I, t I, I went to your dad when I found out they found it. I went, hey, Boyd, I heard they found that truck. Oh yeah, that that goddamn kid stole it, and I, I'm like. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for an apology. You know, I'm waiting for him to say something. Yeah, sorry. I, sorry. I never, never got no apology. You didn't get to never got an apology. <laughs> well, because then after, after that happened, then you were with Burnt, and then you I, went... I stayed with Burnt for about six months, and then uh, Budnick, who now was, was out on, you couldn't figure out what he was saying, so you went somewhere else. <laughs> sort of. 
No, actually, I did understand Bert. I'm the one. I'm the one person in the whole shop that understood Bert and Raphael, and I don't know how come. Dude, one of the funniest, one of the funniest things I've heard you say, or it was when. Okay, so we're fast forwarding here to um, when you were over here in Anaheim, and Bert. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. A little back background on Bert. Bert's been in America since what, eighties. Uh, about 87, 88, maybe. Okay. And Raphael has been in America since about the same time. Raphael's been there before before I was in California. He was cleaning your dad's shop when I okay. got there in so, 85. And, and so you know, both these guys, English is their second language. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so here we are in 2011, <laughs> 2012. Here you are with Burnt. Yeah. You're with Burnt, and you're with. And he, he's Raphael. working with Raphael, and you're there, yeah. and burnt. So, and both these guys, you know what? Um, they don't have very good control of the English language, even though they've been here for so long. And uh, right. So remember, I remember uh, burnt coming to you, going, "Oh, Dwayne, 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 I'm gonna go learn Spanish." Well, why? Why are you gonna learn <laughs> Spanish? And he goes, "Well, I need to learn how to talk to Raphael." You know, he's speaking English, and you're like, <laughs> or, you know, it's yeah. like you're yeah. like, because you're like, yeah. wait a second, dude, you know, you can't even speak. English. Oh yeah, those those two guys would get into an argument, and and it was like fucking a ping pong tournament. And my head would go, <laughs> what, what, what? Turn it back and forth. And I couldn't understand what they were saying, but they they were arguing with each other. <laughs> Raphael spoke spoke Spanglish, and Bert spoke uh, Swinglish. <laughs> Swinglish. That's pretty good. Swinglish. One oh. spoke Swinglish and one spoke Spanglish. Oh, man. <laughs> God, yeah, and that's... But, uh... yeah. Well, so... So, anyways, I went to work for Burnt for six months, and then uh, Budnick called me one day and said, hey, you you want a job lowering trucks? And I said, yeah, it's right up my alley. I'll do it. So, Trader Tim was actually looking for somebody to lower trucks. Yeah. And uh, so, I, so, I left there and went to Trader to Trader's, and I probably stayed at Traders for about six months doing the lowering trucks over there. And I didn't like Traders because basically he didn't just lower trucks. He he sold. He had a line of products. He had these bumper covers that Beltec oh, yeah, came they, out they, with. They had all, I mean, and they had, Traders was in the nineties. Traders was the king of of eighty eight ninety eight just sport truck accessories. Right. Right. Well, I mean, he started in the big. He started in semi accessories. His dad started that company selling accessories for big yeah. rigs. Oh, they were selling bug guards and, and you know all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really, but yeah. anyways, so so I went to work for Trader and 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 the, the, the camel that broke the the straw that broke the camel's back was was the day he told me he wanted me to put some mud flaps on the truck and I go, <laughs> I ain't putting mud flaps on there. I ain't putting no mud flaps. And, 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 you know, the bumper covers, that was one thing, but your dad's, we always, we always welded up the holes and used the original bumper. We'd, we'd paint them. They look good. These bumper covers look like a fucking ward on the end of your nose. You know, they were so big and bulky. Yeah. And then the plastic, the plastic roll pans that everybody was selling that you could just put a couple of sheet metal screws in it and paint it. And that, that's the way trader Tim liked it though, because he could, he could sell that stuff and get it, the whole truck done in a day and get it out of there. Lower it, lower it, put the bumper cover, the roll pen, the bed cover, all this stuff on it in one day and get it out of there. 
You know, he was into making money. Yeah, no, I mean that that was kind of the thing. It was kind of like, uh, I mean, it really was the you know, traders was the assembly line for aftermarket for sure. Right. You exactly. Know? It was like a Walmart. It was like Walmart. Yeah. Walmart, it, it, Walmart it, for trucking. No, I mean, I mean, they had it set set up. You'd walk into their showroom and you're like. Look, yep. I just bought this Chevy Pick truck. Pick out all this stuff. I want this yep. this roll pan, these wheels, this and that. And it, okay, guess what? Bring your truck back next week. Done. So I told Trader Tim I was quitting because I didn't like to do the mud flaps and the bumper covers. And then he he says, "Well, I'm building a I'm building a race truck." He bought one of them nineteen. This was about nineteen ninety now. No. And uh, he bought one of them. It was 19, later than 19, that, wasn't uh, it? No, this was 90, I think, because, like I said, 88, 89, 89 around is when that oh, truck okay. got stolen, and that's when I, so then this was probably 90, because I went to Burns for six months, and then I went to Traders oh, okay. to lower okay. trucks for him, so it was about 90, and Tim had just bought one of these 454 race trucks, uh, no, 454 SS pickups, and he was going to turn it into a quarter-mile drag racer. And I, and I said, well, that sounds like something I'd like to get involved with. You know, I'm not into mud flaps, but I'm into race trucks. Yeah. So so I stayed on with Tim a little bit longer. And uh, Tim Tim's a great guy, you know. Oh, At I the time, him and I really didn't, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. But right now, I just look back and go, God, he was a great guy. You know, but anyways, so I worked for him. And then I went to California Street Rods after about, I don't know, a couple more months with, with Trader. And then I went. Uh, went over to Lombardo's and applied for a job, and they gave me the job. Lars actually was at Lombardo's at that time. Okay. Because Lars quit, and then he went to California Street Rods. Yeah. So so Lars called me one day and says, hey, Lombardo's hiring. If you want to get a job over here with hot rods. And I said, yeah, sure. I'd love to get out of these uh, traders' mud flaps, mud flaps and bumper <laughs> mud covers. Flaps. Hey, and you, you... So I went over to California Street Rods, and Lars put in a word for me and got me the job and then um so california street rods how long were you there i was there for probably about a year a year and a half maybe two years something like that um and then uh so i, I mean exactly you know during, during this whole, during this whole time that you're you know so so what you know, all these shifting of jobs and all this stuff, never one thought in your mind to go back to Wisconsin. No, because I had just, I just fucking, I had, I don't remember what, what happened. I was having a good time. I never really wanted to get, go back here. The only reason I came back here now is my mom got sick and I wanted to be around her before she passed away, you know? No, I totally understandable. But, but what, what I'm getting at is like you, you, so in the 80s, you're coming back from Wisconsin. And, and we talk about, like, just we started the conversation with how right. freaking cold right. it is right now. So yeah. then you come well, to California where it's hot rodding 365, right? It's like, right. like, right. it's like even, even when it rains, you're still having a good time. No, I had the time of my life living out there. It's, people always tell me, how would you like California? I, said, I loved it. You know, I loved it out there. There was nothing well, and, that would and, and make you know, me leave you, you, were, you were here during a time where, before a lot of regulation came in, and before a lot of the uh, yep. you know, taxes and inflation stuff started setting in. Right. 
So and that's that's the stuff that I didn't like when trying to run a business in California. That's what I really didn't it's like. It's tough, you know? right? I mean, I'm I'm with you, dude. I I totally. Yeah, I don't fault any you're, you know, you're, anybody you're, that's you know, listen. As long as you're building stuff in America, I'm okay. We just we live yeah. in a we live in a republic, so it's like you you get you you know you get to choose which state you live in, and you know what? There's some yeah. states that are business friendly. Um, and there's some states that just aren't in California. It just, it sucks because California is, was like hot rotting central. It kind of, it still is. Right. It's really still is, but how many people have moved out of the state? Right. You know, right. People are getting out of there because it's not business friendly. No. So, so let's talk about, um, I mean, we're going through the nineties here, man. And then, so Into let's the 90s, yep. So let's talk about when you regrouped with my dad. Yeah, so anyways, I was working in and, and, and Bill Hancock, you remember Bill Hancock. Of he course was I remember Bill Hancock. Actually, Bill Hancock was my neighbor when I moved to California in Buena Park and this guy was a carpet layer. He was laying carpet, but he loved cars and he loved trucks and stuff and he'd see my truck and then he'd come and talk to me blah blah blah. Anyways, he'd come and stop by Boyd's every once in a while to see what we were working on. And, uh, and then when your dad opened that wheel shop over on, on Cerritos, he, he was going to start a foundry and he needed guys to work in this foundry. So he, he asked me, do you know anybody that might want to work in this foundry? And I'm like, well, I didn't want to, cause I was already working at California street rods, but I, uh, I offered the job to Bill Hancock and he went in there and, and did great, took over and he was, Basically, I think he was the day manager or something over there. Yeah, the Bill actually, or, I think instead of the foundry, I think Bill kind of worked. This is when we were still doing three-piece assembly. So Bill, right? you know, Bill would, would run the three-piece assembly portion of the business. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And now um, Bill Bill went and worked, you know, did Colorado Custom, and he's kind of moved on. And he's right. doing other things yeah, in his life Yeah, he actually now. stopped here. He actually stopped here about a month ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he's over on the East Coast now. So yeah, but his but his his wife, his new wife that he married, uh, married then, yeah. she has yeah she has uh, family up in Wisconsin. Oh wow! So he was he was driving by and he called me and I go yeah you're not too far well, away so he stopped into the to the shop here. And you know, we, 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 we throw around this term because when we do these shows, we call Boyd university, Boyd you because, oh, yeah. because you know, like that, that when you talk about that Monroe shop at hot rods by Boyd, it was like, yep. the, it was like the epicenter of hot rodding and, and what was going on. And, and it was. There's, there's guys like yourself. And I mean, if I say you, then I say chip Foose, And we say these all, we can have yeah, so everybody, many, so you, everybody you go down the list. I mean, here you talk about you, even like someone like Bill Hancock, who was a, uh, you know, what'd you say he was carpeting guy. He was fucking in the car. I got carpeting. I got carpeting. I got to talk to him about that car fucking carpeting guy. So, you know what I'm saying? He laid carpet. So, so he laid carpet. And then, I mean, these are all people that all of a sudden jumped in and they, they went to work for my dad and, and then it, they were, they learned to trade. They learned to trade, trade, but they were also part of the building process of this. Holy shit. What is going on right now? Like, like right. this is like a new thing. I mean, 
you know well anybody that was anybody that that was anybody had passed through your dad's at one time hey. and even people that weren't nobody passed through your dad's i mean he he weeded people out just as fast i mean i remember carl uh, swedish carl he had a list one time of people that came in and got fired or quit <laughs> or something but it was probably three pages long yeah and carl kept track of that carl kept track of that stuff so okay um dude uh what was your most memorable fire like like what and, and not like to you know disrespect somebody but to like what was the most spectacular like you're out of here Oh, people that got fired over there? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I, I think Burnt. I think Burnt was good because Burnt, Burnt came over here, and he was from Sweden, and he needed a green card. So first thing, somebody told him, if you marry a Mexican, or if you marry an American, if you marry an American girl, then you'll get your green card. But he married, so Bert, he married he a, oh. Go ahead. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. What? Rosie, so, right? So he, Rosie? Yeah, Rosie. So so he so Bert Bert had a buddy named Schwinn. Schwinn. Schwinn or something like that. And Schwinn. Schwinn came from Sweden. Schwinn. 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 Yeah, Schwinn. I don't know. Sven. Whatever. Sven. Anyway, yeah, Schwinn. Schwinn. Okay, well, Bert had a buddy named Schwinn and, and they both worked together in Sweden. Well, he got over here and ended up they opened up a body shop right across the street from your dad's shop on Monroe. Okay, they had a they had a body shop. Well, anyways, um, Bert would work with your dad's during the day, and then he would work over there at night. Him and Schwinn. Uh, well, anyways, materials started missing, tape and fucking primer and stuff like that. And Bert, your dad was the kind of guy. He gave everybody a key to the shop. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't scared. He if he if he thought you were a good guy, he would give you a key to the shop. You could come and go as you wanted. Well, Bern had a key to the shop, and he'd run out of material over there at Schwinn's shop, so he'd come over and take it out of your dad's shop. Well, your dad caught on to him and called him out on it and fired him. He fired him for, for stealing fucking materials, Yeah. and Bert sweared to God he didn't do it. Well, he went home and told Rosie, his, his new Mexican bride, that he got fired for, for Boyd said he was stealing, and she flipped out. So it wasn't so much Burt was memorable. It was Rosie. She came over there, went into your dad's office, jumped up on the desk and said she was going to kick his ass. <laughs> she was going to kick your dad's ass. She was standing on top of his desk. Said, if you were, he said, if, if you were more of a man, if I was a man, I would kick your ass right now. And Boyd said, well, get the hell out of here. And he kicked her out of there. But that was the most memorable, I think. That's funny, dude. Uh, people that got fired that sounds pretty I mean, there memorable. Was a lot of them but <laughs> yeah see where he's i was up. just he should I, hey you know he should was, he should have married an american not a mexican <laughs> <laughs> well he didn't know that's, that's what my wife thinks it, all the time she, was, she must have been legal she must have been legal because he uh, got his green card yeah well you, you know join there are me yeah. mexicans and americans and mexican americans so but um, so that was um, so that that was probably the most memorable firing that I seen when Bert got fired and his wife well, came well, over and was going to And, and let me ask you, you, you know, and what I'm finding out too is, especially talking to all you guys from the shop, from Keith to you to you know, all these people that were around, you know, it's funny because there's all these guys now that are either famous, have TV shows whatever you want to call it 
Yeah. But a lot of these guys came through the shop as fans. And yeah, and, 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 they probably did. Everybody. I mean, that was the place to go at Boyd's at one time. Yeah, that was the I, mean, only, I mean, I mean, you know, in Orange County, is, it's just cool because it's like, you know, whether they're lovers or haters, they they kind of all kind of came through as fans at the time, you know. Fat yeah. Jack, Fat Jack's kid, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Rotten, they call him. Love him. What's up? You know who I'm talking about? No, Johnny. Yeah. John, John, Johnny Robinson. John, John Robinson. Robinson. Johnny Rotten. Yes. Yeah, they call him Johnny Rotten. But anyways, he told us one. He told me one time. He goes, "Man, you guys over there, boy." You're a bunch of cookie cutters. You, you, I go, what do you mean cookie cutters? He goes, you guys make them hot rods just like you're making cookies. You, you get them done so fast, you just stamp another one and get them out. And I'm like, because his dad used to build them hot rods a block away, and he would take a year to build one car, and we'd probably build 10 cars in a year. Yeah. But your dad had, had multiple people. He just, and that's why, and that's why so many people passed through there, because your dad never turned down manpower i mean he knows what it took to get them things done and and even if they weren't good he figured well they can pick it up they'll, they'll, they'll learn so that's why i hired carpet layers and he hired people like bill hancock to come in there didn't know anything but he taught him how to do it yeah, yeah. well i mean that that's kind of the thing because what when you're at the cutting edge of things you know and, and you're pushing these things there's not people that you're going to grab off the street that know what to do. You know, you, right. you, you kind of have to teach, they, they're going to have to have some basic skills and you're going to have to teach them. It's kind of like, you're an example and everybody else. I'm an that, example. Everybody else Budnick, at that Budnick's point, Budnick, Budnick's example, yeah, all these other people an are an example. example. Budnick's an example. <laughs> everybody, everybody that went through there, your dad taught them the trade. And then as soon as they learned to trade, then they take off and they think they can do it on their own. Well, hey, I, 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 uh, this is a weird segue, um, but I do want to interject, and I don't want to like uh, disrespect Mike Curtis, but like I watched an episode where uh, Dwayne and the whole crew was doing the, the I believe it was a '59 Chevy. Yeah, the ghetto for, ghetto princess. Yeah, and the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was two yep. builds for Rocky, and yep. I think that was coming off the heels of uh, Mike Curtis getting fired, and, and like you guys were scrambling and. It's kind of crazy because, like, I was uh, going through episodes of American Hot Rod today, and every episode seemed like you guys were like scrambling towards a deadline. And, and sure, I mean, that, that was that was the nature of that show, though. I mean, deadlines. That's part, that's part of TV, though. Like, they yeah, kind of make it deadlines existed. accentuate that. But. Deadlines existed for sure. I mean, um, so only, but they only existed for the, for the deadline of of the production company. Yeah, but but but. The, but yeah, no. When we're talking about that, but hold on, Joy, and let's go back. So let's let's talk about the 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 part where, let's talk about the point where you you come to work back to work for my dad, right? Right. So okay, yep. you, you had you you had your own shop over in Anaheim off of a uh, what a Raymond, in the ninety one. Raymond, yep. Right. Yep. And yep. so so let's let's take it from there. So because kind of that okay. that'll, that'll kind of lead us into. Um, so that's go ahead. So that, so that's kind of what I was talking about when I brought up Bill Hancock, because because Bill Hancock was working for your dad at the wheel shop, and I was working at California Street Rods. Well, Bill would come by California Street Rods just to say hi and hang, and you know whatever. 
but he'd go back and report to your dad. Your dad's like, what's Dwayne doing down there? And Bill goes, Chad, he's, he's bouncing off of like three cars. He's working on, and so your dad, that got your dad's attention. You know, this was a, a kid that worked for him that basically he fired, and now he's working on three cars for the competitor, you know, at one time. And, uh, and you know what it is? I, I watched all these people, Carl and Andy and all them guys over at, at the wheel shop or at the hot rod shop, and I kind of picked up bits and pieces, but I never got to use that stuff because your dad always had it covered. He always had people that could do the things. So I just watched him, and, I, and then when I went to Lombardo's, he didn't have anybody to do this stuff. He goes, you, he goes, we need to get somebody to, to wire this car. I go, well, I think I can wire it. So I, like John Diana's Roadster and stuff that we built for the, for the magazine, yeah. I did all the wiring. It was a Ron, Ron France. But the only, I didn't really know nothing about wiring. I just read the directions and got through it. But, but uh, that's, that's the difference. I got, the, I got to use the stuff that I learned at your dad's over at Lombardo's. And and I got a chance to use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And and so, so let's kind of segue into from Lombardo. Then you went to had, had you and you went and had your own shop, right? Right. And well, you, you I were went over to Lombardo's, there and then I got fired. I got fired from Lombardo's. Yeah. Um. And and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I I, I had like six weeks of paychecks in my back pocket. Well, catch. yeah, you used to tell you used to tell me. I mean, the funny story is when you get paid on a Friday, it would be like, oh yeah, it would be like it would be like a you know a a race, r- race to the bank, and and right. whoever the was and like, then you get yeah. to the, the first was, one there, you got your checks cashed. But uh, the girls that worked there even knew when we got in there yeah. on Friday, she, she knew how much money was in in the account. And and when that money was gone, then she'd just wave you back out of it. She just he either wave you in or wave you out. <laughs> you used to tell if, me if, there was, yeah, if you the would, money was you, gone. You'd walk into into the bank and they go, Nope or yes, you know, one of those kind of deals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, They'd I mean, say either go away or come on in. Yeah. But anyways, I got I got so I was working at Lombardo's and I got tired of doing that thing there. And uh I think it was anyways, I, I, I needed some tires for a car that I was working on. And Lombardo had stockpile of, of BF Goodrich tires. Yeah, because he was sponsored by BFG and, uh, at that point, right? Yeah, he was sponsored by BF Goodrich. But he had stockpile. The whole fucking upstairs was filled with BF Goodrich tires. And I went, well, you know what? If I ain't going to get paid, at least I'm going to get me a set of tires. So I went upstairs, and I was helping myself to some tires. And Chuck Jr. came in, and he caught me walking out the door with these tires. So they fired me. Yeah. And, then, and that's when your dad, and then I went to your dad and I told your dad, well, Chuck fired me because, and he goes, because I was stealing tires, he said. And your dad goes, well, that's kind of the pot calling the kettle black. Because <laughs> Lombardo was known for stealing shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, ah, don't worry about it. He goes, you need a job. He goes, I'm looking for somebody to help me put these muscle cars together. And, and so I went back to, to do that for just part time after hours and stuff like that. Yeah, so, um, but then, uh, till night, so, so 1999, you, I guess, when, when did your dad go through the bankruptcy? Uh, boys was went through bankruptcy in 98. Okay. So 98, your dad, your dad had some time off at that time, 98 to 99. Well, I, I I, if you call it time off. 
Yeah, he was he was hunting for a new a new plant. He was trying to mode, but yeah, yep. So, anyways, I had my shop there on Raymond Street, and your dad your dad was trying to open up the wheel shop on Raymond Street. Yes. And so, so every at lunchtime he would come wandering into my shop. Yeah, because you were right across the freeway, right? You were, you were just I was right across the freeway. Yeah, okay. right across the freeway. And your dad would come in, and he'd go, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm just wiring up this 36 or whatever I was working on at the time." And he'd go sit down in my office at my desk and answer my phone. And and uh, <laughs> I thought, well, that's cool. Boyd's Boyd's answering my phone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, I don't know, probably six months went by and he had the wheel shop opened up there on Raymond. And then, uh, he came down one day at lunch and he says, Hey, I need to talk to you. And at this time I'm going through a divorce at the time. My wife told me she needed a divorce and whatever. So I'm going through a divorce and I'm trying to think what I'm going to do with all my shit in my shop. Um, because I know it was all going to go half, half, everything was going to go to her. Right. So your dad comes in and says, I got this deal. I got this deal I want to talk to you about. I'm going to need some manpower. And I'm like, yeah, what is it? And so he took me over there. It was these buses from Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to do these buses. And he had a company up there that was going to give him a big chunk of cash to get going on these buses. But he needed somebody to help him. And I said, well, I'd love to help you, boy. But right now, I just got to figure out my problems. I got, I'm going through divorce. And he goes, that's an easy fucking problem. He says, just, I'll take everything in your shop. I'll pay you cash for it. Just tell her it disappeared. And I went. Oh, are are we beyond the statute idea. limitations on this deal here, Joy? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Hey, I think but so. no, but you know what? Um, those, those buses that you're talking about, um, you know what? Those things, I think, still run, right? They do. I get a call every once in a while from Bob Carlson. He's the mechanic up there. Yeah, because that, I remember you, you used to get you used to go up there like once a year or every other year to go. I don't, well, hold on, Joint. You said yeah, you were, you said yeah. you were working on it, but I think you were fishing and fucking around over there. You know? No, I was chasing college girls because that's who drove the buses was college girls. Is there a college in that town? It's in the middle of Alaska. No, what happens? What happens is is the colleges like in Seattle. In places in in south of there, um, these college girls they have a summer off because they're they're not going to school in the summer. So they they'd go take these jobs up in Alaska driving these buses. Yeah. They were just on the summer break, but they would work through their summer break and by what, driving what, these buses in Alaska. What's the name of the town again? Skagway. Skagway. That's exactly Skagway, and you got Skagway, Skagway Streetcar no, Company. Not, not Skankway. Oh, not Skankway. I, I, I heard that wrong. Dwayne turned Skag, it. Dwayne, Dwayne would want to turn it into Skankway. Skagway. <laughs> no, but but uh, <laughs> no, but, but but they were so those buses. You guys built five of them, right? Uh, seven. Seven of them. Yeah, yep, seven they're, of they're them. pretty bitching buses. So they're based off of what year was the bus again? Uh, 49 Mac truck, 49 49 Mac truck, totally bitching. I remember this. I remember my dad, cause you know, my dad was, my dad was going through the whole Boyd's wheels thing and trying to rebuild Mm -hmm. back his name. And this thing, this thing landed in his lap and is like, you know, I remember the buses, but dude, those things were bitching, dude. Those things were really, and it's, 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 it's really cool that they're still running those things. You know what's tours. funny is now I, I'm getting pictures from this guy Bob up in Alaska that 
they were down there. They, they sent him out to get repainted because all the – Dennis Rickless did all the vinyl. Him and his kid Randy did all the vinyl on the side of him, the, the, yeah. the wrap, so to speak. And uh, and, and Mar- Marcel, uh, Marcel built all the – the, the visors and the grill shells and the hood sides and all that stuff. He built all that stuff. Anyways, all that stuff kind of started falling apart after all these years. Cause that's been 20 years almost. Oh dude, for sure. Yeah. So it's been 20 years. Yeah, almost, Anyways, almost they started falling apart. So they're, they're, they're rebuilding them. They're not even retiring him now. They're, they're having them repainted and they're fixing the shit that's breaking. But he says, yeah, they, they've worked out really good. Yeah, that was that was cool. I mean, and, and then so 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 now, my dad basically says, "Hey, look, I'll buy all your stuff, all yep. your tools. I'll, Come I'll work buy all for your me. Equipment. Help me with these buses. This is yep. this is the start of this thing. We're building this thing back up. And this is when my yep. dad was basically so renting out Robbie Gordon's shop over in, in right. uh, on Mira Loma right. in Anaheim, right? In Anaheim, and we're just building the wheel business back. Yeah. The, the wheel business at this point is moving from the Monroe shop over to East, right? East is on the South side. Yeah, it was already, it was already on, on East, on, on East street or Raymond, yes. Raymond street, I think. Yeah. So, um, and, and then my, my big, so this is, so at this point you guys build the buses, right? Um, yeah. Yep. And then, you take off, right? At the buses? Well, what happened, here's what happened. Um, Mike Curtis came from Colorado probably the year before, and he was doing shit for your dad the whole time. He never, Your dad never really stopped. He was building that Lincoln well, Zephyr. My, my, yeah, Mike my, my uh, Curtis actually came. Mike Curtis actually started working at the wheel shop um, right before the company like, went BK, right? And Yeah, he did? Okay. So. Okay. He was there because he he came the, the I think the summer before we talked about this before on the podcast he came I think the summer mm-hmm. before as a high school student and right, in my, my, right. you know and he made contact kept contact with my dad came out after high school got a job next thing you know Boyd's went BK but but Mike's like well shit I just moved out here you know Mike's yeah, like what yeah. am I gonna do so Mike kind of you know did the right thing and as a young kid stuck around and stuck through this. Yeah. And you no, know, Mike, Mike did real good. No. And Mike did real good. And, and Mike, I remember Mike and Dick Brogdon were over there, um, off Monroe, you know, you know, yep. next to, next to the, the hot old hot rod shop. And they were, they were building, I forget whatever car it was, but that they that were there. The Zephyr. The Zephyr. Well, yeah, exactly. Cause that's when my dad was building the Zephyr for Ron Kraft and um yeah, yeah i don't know who I, no, here's, whoever he was building it for so here's the, didn't this end is the story being for them and this is this is the story ron craft i think has since since passed on but um ron craft called me about uh, six or seven years ago and he you know we're mm-hmm. talking and, and we're talking about this uh the the was it the, the led zephyr right and mm-hmm. what yep. happened was ron said the biggest mistake he made was this was after the whole Boyd's thing went down and mm-hmm. the car was still being built at Marcel's, the body. And right. Chip was over there. And Ron says he made the mistake of asking Chip, 
look, what would you change about this? And Chip says, oh, I would do this, 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 and this, whatever it was. Well, yeah. I guess what happened was Ron went back to my dad and said, hey, listen, Chip says we should do this, 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 and this. Oh, my dad blew up, right? Because yeah. that yeah. was during the time where Chip was made president of, of Hot Rods by Boyd. They forced my dad out of the company, yada, yada, yada. This all happened. Yeah. Right. And my my dad calls Ron Kraft a few days later and says, you know what? How about this? I just want to buy the project from you. Okay. That's you know, what I, happened. I, I, I want to buy it from you. Um, he was pissed off. And Ron was Ron. Ron told me at that point, he just, he just said, that was the biggest mistake I made was asking yeah. Chip. Not only asking Chip, but not only just telling your dad that like Chip wanted. Well, you know that's the whole that's the whole reason your dad and Chip had that had that deal going on where they wouldn't talk to each other uh, for the longest time. Well, yeah, there, there was there was multiple. Your dad said your dad said he kicked me when I was down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your dad was having trouble anyways, and then Chip came along and made it even worse. You know, tried to take all of his guys and form his own shop and for sure and all that stuff and. And and that's why your dad never would forgive him because he says he kicked me when I was down. Yeah, and 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 that's exactly it because you know what I got to say as as talented as Chip is, um, yeah. When I first met Chip, this is a guy that was designing T-shirts for my dad. You know, and Chip. I was, have I have a business card when I when when my company was called Hot Cars. That's when I was over there on Raymond Street. It called Hot Cars. Yeah. Um, I had a business card that Chip made. It was called Hot Cards. So he was designing T-shirts and business cards. That's funny. And it was called Hot Cards, but it had a 32 Roadster on it, and it was purple and green, and it said Hot Cards. And I thought, fuck, that's a bitching card. I'm going to turn that into my business card. So I just cha I changed. I had a, my friend uh, Varian that did printing. He, he changed it from from Hot Cards to Hot Cars. Anyways, I was using it, and then, and then I was building this Astro van, and Dennis Rickless came over, and I said, hey, I want to put this logo on the back of my Astro van, hot, card, hot cars. And he goes, well, where would you get that at? I go, I don't know. It's something that Foose designed, you know? So Dennis goes, well, I don't know if we should put that on there unless we ask Foose, and Foose was working for your dad. So there was a meeting over at your dad's with me, Dennis Rickless, Foose, and your dad. Yeah. And I went in there, and your dad said, hey, that logo, where'd you get that? I said, well, it was just on this business card, and, and I turned it into my business card. Well, Chip really didn't even have a problem with it. It was your dad that said, well, I paid him to, to design that logo, so you got to pay us if you want to use that logo. That's funny. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, okay. All right, well, well, how much do you want? And your dad didn't give me a number. He, and I go, well, I tell you what. And I think he said something like, a five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or something like that, and I go, well, I don't have that money right now, but I'll give you five dollars a week until I pay you off. <laughs> and and your dad looked at me over his glasses like he always did, and went, "Get the fuck out of here." That's funny, dude. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but anyways, Chip said, "Go ahead and use it. I don't care." So I used it, and it was my logo at Hot Cars before I went back to work for your dad. No, and but then, no, I came back there and we did the buses and then, and then I, okay. So we were doing the buses 
and he still owed me the money for all my equipment. Your dad. Yeah, because I remember, and he, and, he, and he was. Well, you know, I mean, so so I, I knew what went down at the time, and then I've talked to you after the fact, and you told me the whole story. Yeah. So you basically right. just said, "Well, fuck it, I'm gonna take off." Because I remember, you know, you were just I think right. you, you went to Sturgis I, for like a week or, or two weeks. Or, right. So or, I went to your dad and I said, "Hey," or, I went to your dad and said, "Hey, I, I need the rest of that money for the equipment that you bought." He goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I go, well, I tell you what, I, I just bought a Harley, and I'm going to go to Sturgis, and I need the money to pay for the Harley. And he goes, I'll get you the money next week. And next week, next week, he kept going next week, next week. Well, anyways, finally he paid me the money. I bought the Harley, and I went to, took off to Sturgis. I took a week vacation, and I took off to Sturgis. And then uh, I, I was gone, and I'm thinking all the way I'm driving over to Sturgis, I'm thinking, you know what? He doesn't owe me anything anymore, and I really don't owe him anything anymore. I said, "Fuck! This is the perfect time to quit." <laughs> so I, well, I, I, I remember, so I, just, I remember this time because I remember you taking off. Because were they building Led Zephyr at this point? Yes. Yep. Like, yep. That was during yep. that point. Because I remember talking to my dad. I'm like, "Hey, where's Dwayne? We well, went to Sturgis. Okay, that's nice." And then so like a week or and then a week or two go by, <laughs> and then it was like. Hey, what's going on, Dwayne? And, and, and there was no answer. There was no like response. Yeah. Like it was, he yeah. was just like, "Well, I don't fucking know." Well, I don't know. when I did come back, I walked in to, to go to work like like a normal Monday morning, and I was and I was I was a week late. I, I think I was gone for. I had a week off vacation, and it took me a week to get there to Sturgis, basically, and it took me a week to get back. So I was gone for three weeks. Yeah. And I was only supposed to be gone for a week. And I get back, and your dad goes, where the hell you been? And I go, Sturgis. He goes, for three weeks? I go, well, listen, it took me a week to get there. My vacation was a week, and then it took me a week to get back. I'm right on time. <laughs> right? <laughs> and your dad flipped out. He goes, get your fucking tools and get the fuck out of here. Oh, and fuck. so I did. And, that, and I went back to Trader Tim at that time. He had just opened a new shop, and he was building an off-road buggy. Yeah, they were over. Yeah, says, yeah, that's when he was in Anaheim. It was it was beard beard seats, beard seats, or 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 beard seats. He owned beard seats, or it was a company called Red Art. Red Art, which you, Red you, Art. You know, Red Art spells backwards, right? Yep, traders. Trader, yeah. <laughs> Trader, Red Art. So he called it Red Art, and I went back to work for Tim, and I was doing the, this off-road buggy for Tim, putting that all together and fabricating shit. And anyways, uh, your dad got wind of that. And it was Christmas Eve. I was back in here in Wisconsin at my mom's house. It was Christmas Eve and I, and I get a phone call. I'm look, I look at my phone and it says, Boyd. I'm like, fuck, what's he calling for on Christmas Eve? He goes, hey, uh, Garage Tom keeps asking about you. Garage Tom. And I said, God, great. Yeah, I says, I says, what's he, what's he want? He goes, well, he just keeps asking about you. He really likes you, you know. And I go, yeah, I know. He's a good guy. Well, anyways, your dad says, where are you at? And I said, well, I'm in Wisconsin. He goes, are you coming back? And I said, yeah, I'll be back next week. And he goes, well, come and see me when you get back because I need your help again. <laughs> so that's when I came back to the to the uh, shop. And in, in, uh, he had already moved in the meantime. He moved to La Habra. Yeah, we were. that was like 2001. Yep. Right and your dad there. moved from from Robbie Gordon's 
to La Habra, and then he called me right when he got over there and told me he needed help again. So I came back there and started working for him again. You know, we had this love-hate relationship. I got fired or I quit or I got fired or I quit, but we always kept getting back together again. And that's what made your dad really special, you know? No, and I mean, uh, but you know what? You, you seem to be the one guy that just kept, kept coming back. Yeah, well, you because you know, you back, know what the thing you know? of it is, you know, I, I've seen it many times with my dad. It, it was kind of like this. Yeah. It was, I don't know. There, there was either my dad took things too personal, or people were too afraid to tell my dad what they were fucking going to do with their life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah, like exactly. in, in in life. Sometimes you got to tell people the things that they don't want to hear and the things that they right. don't want to hear are, you know what, Boyd, thank you for what you've taught me, but I'm fucking moving to Washington or I'm fucking yeah. going over here. You know what? Yeah. And a lot of people avoided those conversations. And you know, even if you said yeah. it to him like that, he might be pissed. But you know what? Yeah, but he won't be pissed forever. He, he, respe pissed he for respected long. you for telling you to your face, to his face, and yeah. and you know I don't I don't know. Um, it, it's it's one of those things with me where I don't know. I've learned from the way my dad handled things. I'm not saying my dad handled things the best way every time. Fuck no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, absolutely not. And but you know what? Um, it, it's just it's just one of those things where I also saw the other side of it, where a lot of people were wimps, you know, and yeah. pussies about it, and 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 just not just like, you know, they, they were always afraid, and then and then it's like that Boyd reacted in a certain way, and it's like, oh, he's a dickhead. It's like no, dude, yeah. no, it doesn't work that way, dude. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, did you do it? If you did everything you thought you could the right way and someone reacted the wrong way, then, okay, right. it is what it is, you know? Well, I mean, your dad gave everybody second chances. He gave them everybody a second chance, you know? Like Burt, for instance. Him and Burt were fucking enemies. Burt fucking called Boyd Absolutely. names and fucking motherfucked him every chance he got. Absolutely. And then Boyd, and then Boyd would say, and then Boyd would say, I see you over there at Camp Burns. I go, what the fuck is Camp Burns? Because <laughs> when Burns was on Catella, he was behind this chain link fence. It looked like a fucking Boy Scout camp or something. Yeah, over so your there. Your dad yeah, named Burns exactly. up. Camp well, Camp Burns. <laughs> but but then in the end, when when Charlie quit working for your dad, and your dad called me in the office, he goes, "Hey, I got a problem. Charlie's quit, and we need a painter." And I go, "Well, I, I got an idea, but you might have to eat some crow." And boys are like, what's your idea? And I go, Bert down here is talking about getting out of his shop and he'd be a perfect fill in for Charlie. And and your dad said, Well, get him down here. So that's when that we were doing that sixty three Corvette for your dad and I took Bert down because we were having fiberglass issues with all the doors and shit not fitting on that thing. Yep. And Bert came in, took it down to his shop for the weekend and saved the day. He fucking cut that thing in a million pieces, fiberglassed it all back together. And your dad's like, yeah, he's a he's a pretty good guy, ain't he? I go, yeah. If I'd uh, asked you fucking five years ago, you would have told me he was a piece of shit. But yeah. Anyways, anyways, your dad always gave people second chances, you know. No, for sure. 
Yeah. Oh, the, the Maybe freight third, eight. third chances oh, even. This Fourth is a freighted eight. And he this gives is... everybody a chance. Hey, the freighted eight's coming through. The freighted eight. Uh, sponsored by Shines. All right. And and uh, are you still are you still operating under American Hot Rods? Is that what you're doing? Uh, kind of. I, I really I didn't even want to start a business. I just wanted to do this on my own, kind of like the way I did before I went to California, like a hobby shop type thing. Yeah, I get so it. So I don't. Man. So I don't have any. So I don't have any employees. I don't have any pay any payroll i don't fucking pay any taxes on anything i just kind of use it as a my shop in the house and i work on cars and that's it you know what i mean yeah so i'm not even really operating i, I guess i have a bank account still called american hot rods so i guess i mean that means i still am but well that's what you I, are I don't have. that's what you, so how was barrett jackson this year that was uh that was good except for you know I, I like Barrett Jackson, except for when you're selling something because it's so nerve-wracking. No, I not get knowing it. what's going to happen. Yeah, and and especially uh, and especially kinda, if you only have circus, one vehicle, right? it's kind of a freaking circus. It is, but if you only have one vehicle and you're going over there and you're putting all your fucking apples in one basket, and, and that vehicle is going to make you or break you, you know what I mean? That's that's fucking nerve-wracking. Uh, them guys that go over there with 20 cars, it doesn't matter to them because it's more like an odds game, you know. They could sell six of them or ten of them could do great, and then the other ten don't do so good, but they still end up in good shape. No. But when you only take one it, it, one at a time, that's that's pretty nerve-wracking. You know what it is? It's called uh, gambling with cars. That's what it is, really. Exactly. exactly. Well, and it, your dad was a he was a gambler. He loved to gamble. Oh, your dad would bet on anything. Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I we, well, we have so many stories we could tell about that that would clog up this <laughs> podcast. But you know what? What I want uh, to no. do is because you know what, Dwayne? Here's the situation with you. You know, you, you're no different than my mom or anybody else. You guys have years and decades of stories. You know, right. we're going to have you, you on I, and, I and we're going to have you on and on again. And, and if, as long as yeah. you want to be, yeah. and we're going to keep telling these sure. stories, but I got to tell you the, the, the fucking, I got to listen, Dwayne, listen, and you know, I've told you this when I go to a car show. Mm-hmm. Okay. People ask me questions about my dad, but the, the, mm-hmm. the, probably the number two question I get asked and you know what this is? Is <laughs> no, it's fun. It's it, you know. And listen. Can, so wait, listen, listen. Wait, can you guess what that question is? Oh, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> what is it? Go ahead. But Go I'm ahead. not. But I'm not too sure what the answer is, though. No, 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 no. Tell what. What do you think the, the question, question is, is? Is the question is? Is that Dwayne really a fucking asshole? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Dwayne. So here's the deal. But I'm not sure what the answer is. Yeah. I'll, I'll help with that answer. I'll help you. So, so listen. So, so, so before before we got on this podcast tonight, Steve and I went and had a little snack and a beer, and I ran into. Oh, a, that's why it took you so long. Well, partially, yes. To answer that question. <laughs> okay. So, so, Anyways, so, so who did you run into? No, we Who'd ran. Into? We were, I ran into one of my mini trucking buddies, and I mm-hmm. I said, hey, listen, we. So he said, sits down, and I said, hey, we got to leave in about 10 minutes. And he goes, what's up? I'm like, we're doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, shit, you're doing another podcast. That's cool. What are you doing? Dwayne. He goes, oh, Dwayne. Yeah, huh. Okay, cool. He goes, what's he doing? I go, oh, he's in Wisconsin. <laughs> and he goes, and I, I, right out of it, the first question is, 
Let me ask you. Is he is he that big of an asshole that he was on TV? Yeah, I was watching him while he asked it. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, I go, listen, I go, dude. I, I told him, I'd say, Jay Jeff, here's the situation. Was was Dwayne an asshole on the show? Absolutely. Uh, was he? Was he? Uh, is he an asshole? No, I mean he's not an asshole. But did you play one on TV for sure? Did they tell you to pump yeah. it up on TV? Yeah, you were not. I mean, during that time, it was it was a, it was a weird fucking deal, right? Because you, here's the deal, Dwayne. There, there, in, in you, you and I, you and I will, you and I will get this, but a lot of people won't because there was a time where it's it's TV, but holy shit, were we running a business? You know, right. we were running a business, yeah. and it was like you you so so you had to be the foreman but you also for tv they i mean they want for they wanted you to play the asshole they wanted you to 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 play that they wanted you to play that that's why i wore that's that's why i wore the black hat and your dad wore the white hat he didn't want to No, that's funny he wanted to be the good guy and you saw that post on instagram right uh, with my dad mike curtis mike mike curtis uh, said People ask him all the time, is Dwayne that big an asshole? He goes, you know, he's kind of a nice asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, I mean, he's I like mean, the nicest asshole I ever met. <laughs> no, and, and, and the thing, the thing of it, the thing of it is, is like, look, yeah, I, I think, and, and listen, I think, and I'm gonna throw my dad in this, in, in this, I'm gonna throw Mike in this, I'm gonna throw you in this, yeah. and, and yeah. I'm gonna say, listen, when that TV show happened. There was only a hand. There was only what three car shows on TV at that time, maybe. Well, there was there was American Chopper started out. Mer- a monster, Jesse James, monster Garage. Jesse James had Monster Garage. Yep, and then Jesse James had already done uh, Motorcycle Mania. Yeah, that was the little shorts. Was, that was the shorts. It's kind of like a short deal. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, a series but what, I, what like, I'm getting is, but, it's not like it is now. Right. No. But what no. what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is, you know, you look at also too like what happens with egos and all this stuff, like especially like with Blue Bear and stuff, like yeah. these are just like, holy shit! I mean, it 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 just takes you by with a whirlwind, and it's like when people ask me, was right. Dwayne, is Dwayne, was Dwayne an asshole? Listen, look, do I get along with Dwayne? Absolutely. Was he an asshole at that time? Yeah, he was. But but a lot of what you see is just for show, and so it's like right. it's like listen, let me follow you around for four weeks and let me edit you down into forty four minutes, and I will make yeah. you, I will make you look how <laughs> I will make you look how I want you to look. You you I, exactly. I if, if I want That's you to be the TV. if I want you to be the nicest guy in the world, you're gonna be that way. If you I want you to like be the it. asshole, yep. but I also told him. And, and you know what the thing is too, you, you know, you kind of, it was kind of a weird deal because they wanted you to play up that asshole role and you did that. Right. And guess what, Dwayne, if there was Oscars involved, you, you would have won them. <laughs> I don't even know. Is, is there an Emmy award? Well, you know is there an Emmy award let, for let, asshole? No, no, no. Let me, no, let me just, tell you something. I, I went, game. I went to your dad. Uh, excuse me. No, go ahead. Oh, good. Okay. So, so I went to your dad because. I know I didn't have a real good reputation, even with my the employees there. They, none of them fucking liked me. 
You know, they're like, that fucker's an asshole. That fucker. But you know what? Everything I did, I did what your dad told me to do. Yeah, no, you know? I get it. So, so, so I, I went to your dad and I said, listen, boy, I'm kind of taking a bad rap out here. Nobody in the fucking shop likes me. People are telling me on the streets that I'm a fucking asshole. I'm taking a bad rap. He goes, you know what, Dwayne? That's why I know you're doing your job right. <laughs> well, he goes, and, you, and, just keep do- you just keep doing what you're doing because I like it and I pay you. No, right. and, and, and you know what? That's all I needed to hear. No, and and you and, and I gotta tell you that I mean, you and I butted heads back then, and back then it wasn't like okay, I could do okay. This is the TV show. Okay, this is for real. You know, um, it was yeah, I know. No, you know what I'm saying. So so it's like you and I became really good friends. Maybe more after the fact, and it was kind of like, you know, um, so here's the deal. So so. That was all American Hot Rod. Now my dad passes away, right? Right. My dad passes yeah. away, and fuck, I, I'm sitting there going, okay, what do I do? And I'm sure yeah. you you were like, what do I do? Right? Right. right. So so yeah. so you were in, in and and the way I I mean in the look look we can talk about me all we want but we're talking about you. I perceived as like holy shit now. Dwayne's like sitting there going, well, fuck, I was the asshole for so long. And boy was my backer, you know, now, 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 Hey, Hey, uh, I, you know, it's like, uh, I might need some friends, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, so yeah. it's, it's kind of yeah. like, uh, and you know what? I, 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 th- I th- here, here's it here. This is what I, and you know what, Dwayne, listen, we're going to have you on this podcast more and more because, you are the guy that kept coming back. You are the guy that's got, uh, you know, a, 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 you, you get your finger on the pulse of what's going on. Um, and, and, and you're a lot of Boyd history, but um, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, that whole, that whole time, that whole time frame. you know. Uh, well, 85, 85 is when I started working for your dad. Yeah, and that's not when I met him, but that's when I started working for him, and and I and I, and I ended up working for him until the day he died, which was well, two thousand eight, right? And, and and you know what, Dwayne, what what what, and that's kind of what what I was getting at is is basically what I want to get at is look, listen, and 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 it listen, it as in as entertaining as it is when I'm at a car show and it's a conversation starter, I gotta fucking tell you, Dwayne, listen. People come to me still. People come. Listen, uh, and you know, I almost feel like I should send you an invoice for my booth space at these car shows <laughs> because people come to me and they go, "Hey, hey, Chris, was Dwayne that big of an asshole? Is he really that big of an asshole?" Yeah, yeah people I, love that. People no, love no, that. No, no, no. And, and, and you know what? I, I listen, listen, listen. I I tell them yes and no, and, and, but I I, I want <laughs> I want to tell people listen, listen. Dwayne might have been an asshole, but that freaking guy, dude, he absorbed and he's one of the he he's one of the guys out there. And you don't know, like listen, we talked to Keith Russell last Friday, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, think about it, Keith. Or or you're you're, you're Dwayne. Think about yeah. it, Dwayne. Like guys like you, Keith, Greg Morell, and you go down the list, Petey, all these other guys yeah. that work there, right? You learned, you were at the epicenter of hot rodding, and it's just like what it took to make an AMBR, what it took took to just yeah. to fucking make a Cadzilla, 
Okay. Right. And, and, and what I'm getting at is, it, 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 I, I feel, I feel for you, in the sense that you got caught up in the in the reality show TV thing, that you get caught, you're labeled as the asshole. But dude, you're fucking capable. But you know what? If 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 I wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have got caught up in that, nobody would know who I am. No, and I get it. But I, but I, but I don't want people. What I'm getting at is. When I tell people, when people tell me, ask me if you were a fucking big asshole, right? I just go, you know what? The guy was an asshole, but you know what? He he's the fucking most knowledgeable asshole in hot rodding that you will know. He was there. He had his finger on the pulse the whole time, and even when he was not, he was. You you were never that far away from the Boyd thing. You know, even though I was gone, I still kept in touch with your dad. I yeah, always I mean, got wheels. We we did deals on the side. I sold him, I sold him trucks, and he sold me motors. And there was always something going on between us. No, man, and and you know what, Dwayne? What I want to do is, we can talk for a long more a long time more than what we're doing right now, but I think we brought yeah. it to a point. So you know what? How about right. this? How about this? Let's let's kind of cut it off right now. Right. And and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick us up. Let's 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 regroup because now we've brought everybody to the point where it's hot rods by Boyd all the way through, and now you've regrouped. And then there's a whole American hot rod, a whole American hot rod deal we can talk about. Right? I, I think yeah, we can is, talk about the TV show from yeah, but from 2002. But this is this is good. This is good stuff. I, I think this just opened the can of worms. Like, no, it, like we, this, it, we this did. And open open Pandora's box. Like this is right. You know, you know right. what, Dwayne? I mean, that's the thing is, I you know, and that, and that's why we're doing this, Dwayne, is is to document this history is yeah is is you know the american hot rod thing was cool it got a lot of exposure for my dad it got a lot of exposure for you everybody else but man all the all the trends were set and the records were set way before they were already done way before already done yeah. yeah yeah so and you that's know, the thing that most people don't don't realize that that that, that American Hot Rod wasn't the beginning of Boyd. That was basically the end of Boyd. You know no, what I mean? Dude, you know what? Boyd was doing stuff Thank way you. before that. No, you know what? You you are exactly. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it, man. I mean, you know, Chris, I, want, I gotta uh, say one. I gotta say one more. Go ahead. Go no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. Okay, I was gonna say one more thing. Is is I get people all the time come up to me and they go, you know, you worked for Boyd, didn't you? I go, yeah, I sure did. For a long time, and they go, was he really an asshole? I go, no, you didn't know him. If anybody tells me he was an asshole, I just said you didn't know him. He would give you the shirt off his back if he liked you. Well, yeah, I, and and you know what, Dwayne, we can talk about a lot of stories about that. Where a lot of stories where it's like, but I hear, but hey, I hear Dad, that what a lot too. What are you doing? I always, you know, I'd be like, Dad, what do you, what, what's this? Well, this kid is sick and. And, you know, he yeah, wanted, he no, wanted, he, he wanted give his you the Mustang, shirt off his back. He wanted his Mustang sure. fixed, and this it's like, yeah, I know, Dad, I get it, I get it, man, I feel bad, but we got this other stuff we got to do. No, we got to take care of this kid right here. Yeah, no, your dad had a big heart, a no, big heart. You know what, man? Uh, we don't, I don't, I don't have enough hard drive space to to talk about how uh, all that. 
plane, you know? Well, I'll wait one day, one day a weekend. <laughs> we'll keep it going, man. But you know what, Dwayne? All right. Thank you very much, dude. You know what? Um, All right. No, do you know what? I appreciate it. Um, we're going to keep this going, dude. We, we, we want, I, I appreciate the, the knowledge you have. Um, and just, just the, the retrospect we got on the whole Dwayne Meyer boycotting thing. And we're going to keep this thing going, dude. So. And, and Dwayne, All right, well, for, the, for the record, yeah. I don't think you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me put that on. Let me put on the no asshole list. <laughs> yeah. So wake up tomorrow and go, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. It's decent. And I'm not an asshole. I'm not an asshole. I appreciate you guys letting me be a part of this. And, uh, and uh, I'd love to do it again. No, no Dwayne, it, thank it's, you it's very much, man. Rad having you on here, man. We 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 love the 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 camaraderie between you and Chris and the, the conversation. Chris, yep. you got some final last words. You know what, uh, Dwayne? Just uh, stay warm, dude. It's uh, it's, it will. seems like it's really cold out there. <laughs> All right, and and tell your mom I said hi. No, for sure, I will. Yeah. All right. All right, Dwayne. Well, that that's it. Okay. That's all there See is. You guys. Have oh, a good man. night, guys. Thank that's you. A, that's the end of our podcast. All right. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.